Welcome to the Charter School Growth Fund Podcast. This is our very first podcast, so savor this historic moment, comrades. I'm your host, Alex Hernandez. Imagine your ideal public school system. No politics, no red tape, just educators doing the best they can for students and families. This podcast will highlight the innovations of nonprofit charter school networks that run some of the world's best public school systems. Today, we have John Schwartz, operator in residence at the Charter School Growth Fund. Before joining CSGF, John ran school operations and finance at Achievement First, a leading charter school network that serves over 11,000 K-12 students across 32 schools in New York, Connecticut, and Rhode Island. 79% of Achievement First students are low income, and they rocked it both in and out of the classroom last year. John will argue that every great school leader needs a director of school operations, someone who can take hundreds of tasks off a principal's plate so they can focus on kids. John should know, he built out the Director of School Operations Corps AF. Here's how he did it, and here's what other schools can learn from his experience. So John, why do school leaders need directors of school operations? Why should we care? First charter network I worked at didn't have campus level ops leaders. The summer I started, the network was launching a new school. Four weeks before school was supposed to start, the school wasn't fully enrolled, classroom guests hadn't shown up, and the food services contract hadn't been finalized. This is why schools need strong campus level operations leaders. They free up principals so they can stay laser focused on teaching and learning, the highest and best use of their time. Too many operations responsibilities can contribute to principal burnout and leader turnover. Many schools without ops leaders pull home office staff in to resolve campus level ops issues, but this can be problematic too. Of course, central office staff should be willing to get their hands dirty, but time is scarce. So if your COO is hunting down missing desks, that's time she is not spending making sure the IT network across all your campuses is functioning. So I get why you need them, but what do school operation directors do? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, a school ops director needs to be a real deal leader, someone who is viewed as the principal's right hand as one of the most capable doers in the building. They lead essential campus functions like budget, payroll, facilities, transportation. In most cases, the ops director is equivalent to an assistant principal and has a direct reporting line to the principal and a dotted line to the home office. This was our model of achievement first. In addition to being value add to principals and teachers, ops directors can also be the linchpin of an effective partnership between the home office and schools. When all home office communication to schools flows through just one person, the principal often acts as a bottleneck or gets pulled away from working with students, teachers, and parents. With an ops director, she can act as the first point of contact for home office teams on a whole host of school matters and invest the time needed when issues do arise to keep the school home office partnership strong. These people sound pretty special. Who are these unicorns and how do you find them? When I was at Achievement First, Alex, candidates used to ask me what being an ops leader was like. And here's what I'd say. Being an ops leader is like riding a unicycle through rush hour traffic with a clipboard in your hand and a big smile on your face. So while strong directors of school operations are certainly a unique breed, they're not unicorns. In fact, what I learned over time is that great candidates are often hidden in plain sight. When I first started recruiting for ops directors, I had a very narrow lens. I mainly looked for candidates with graduate degrees from strong institutions who had relevant private sector experience and a passion for applying those experiences in an educational setting. I quickly realized though, that these candidates were in short supply. For example, we found that candidates with military backgrounds could be a good fit given their experience serving on the front lines in stressful environments where controlling chaos with procedures and checklists was essential. We formed tighter partnerships with the teacher recruitment team to flag teacher candidates whose true gift was working with spreadsheets and project plans. We were also more intentional with home office managers about positioning the ops director role as a growth opportunity for their direct reports during annual career conversations. Finally, 
we also started more proactively reaching out to our community partners to ask them if they were aware of talented folks currently employed in related local neighborhood institutions. So once you find these ops leaders, do you just hand them the keys to the car or what type of training can you provide? If ops director candidates had some aptitude for numbers, our central office teams could generally teach them what they needed to know for budgeting, HR, payroll, facilities, IT, etc. But what we couldn't teach them were things like being adept at communicating with everyone from teachers to contractors to district officials, having a high bar of excellence, strong work ethic, and a focus on solutions, not problems. It's a balancing act, Alex. Our best ops directors are servant leaders. They are there to make things better for students, families, and teachers, and they warmly demand excellence from the entire school community. So let's be honest. Public schools in northeastern states get twice as much money as schools out west. Are directors of school operations a luxury most public schools can't afford? I do get this pushback, but I'd argue that no matter your geography or school funding levels, a high caliber director of school operations pays for herself. On the revenue side, ops directors can earn their keep by helping you maximize student enrollment, attendance, and collection of free and reduced lunch forms. On the expense side, a strong ops director can help save on big ticket items like facilities maintenance, transportation, and large expenses. Good ops directors can also keep the school out of lawsuits, legal exposure, by keeping a watchful eye on tricky legal matters that have potential to become really costly lawsuits. So while an ops leader salary can range from 60 to 100K, depending on the local school funding, I've never met a principal or a CFO with a strong campus level ops leader who didn't ultimately feel like the investment was worthwhile. So what problems get created by having directors of school operations? I'm sure it's not all giggles and glitter. For school leaders, having a director of school operations is like being in a professional marriage. Strong communication is key. For example, having a weekly 30 to 60 minute meeting to keep the communication lines open is essential. Your ops director also needs to have an open invite to any school leadership team meetings. Even if you're just talking about academics, your ops director needs that context to do her job well and needs to feel included. Sharing the administrative duties of running the school may feel new for principals who have never had an ops director. So aligning on roles and responsibilities, what the principal expects from the ops director and vice versa is absolutely essential. If open communications, inclusion on the school's leadership team, and clear roles and responsibilities are not in place, well, the relationship with your ops director will hit south in a hurry. So if I'm a school system and I'm considering a director of ops role for the first time, where do I start? Just call the impact team here at the Charter School Growth Fund. We'd be happy to answer any questions, put you in touch with other networks, or facilitate a visit to go see a, a strong school ops model in action. Before we wrap up, any other clever analogies for the value of ops directors you want to drop on us? Sure thing. I think of strong ops directors like park rangers. Looking for smoke, fire extinguisher in hand, they can quickly stamp out campfires before they spread. Conversely, imagine a national park without our heroic rangers. Small campfires become raging infernos that sweep through the forest. So as our friend Smokey the Bear says, Alex, only you can prevent forest fires. Thanks to John Schwartz for being our very first podcast interview. We won't win any awards for talking about school operations, but great schools can be run so well Families spend all their time loving their teachers and zero time admiring the epic operations machine run by folks like John. And that's just fine with us. Hasta luego, good people.